Cooking Mama is dead. Welcome to White Noise. We're a true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've changed. <laughs> Changing genre. Like yes, yeah, every, <laughs> every episode. This is episode seven, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Unless we choose to over-release them in a different Ooh. order. Ooh. That'd be spicy. Very spicy. That would be so, we, we, never, we don't release this for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Files. Um, before we get into today, Josh, do you want to tell your story? That I, just I do you? want to tell this story because I've never encountered anything like this before. So before I came over here, I was going to have a mint to freshen up my breath a bit. I like to freshen up before we do the podcast. <laughs> so, so I... So I, Sorry, I that's, just before Josh was giving me some read this story, he's like, you bought the mints when you started dating Jane. He's like, I like to freshen up before dates. Yeah, well, it's true, right? You don't want to go on, to, on a date. I know, like, you said the same thing describing the podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> podcast is kind of a, a date. <laughs> I, I suppose... <laughs> Uh, I love regularly <laughs> scheduling my dates once a week. You know, mints are great because also, like, whenever I don't have time to brush my teeth, I just pop some mints in there. That's and then, what? Hang on a second. We didn't cover up on this. <laughs> That's so gross. What? <laughs> well, you know, then I, they at least smell until I can actually properly brush my teeth. But the point later. of brushing your teeth is not smell. No, but like... It's cleanliness. Yeah, but... Have you never been to a dentist? <laughs> I have been to a dentist. This only and happens like say twice you, a year. Oh, no, you're missing two teeth. And they said you just got these mints in there that are slowly decaying. Your breath smells amazing. Your this happens more... twice a year and when, you know, you just... You wake up too late and you don't have time to brush the teeth. So you just chuck some mints. Or you only have time to do like a quick 30 second brush. And you just t- chuck some mints in there to like... Freshen up, and then when you come back for like lunch or whatever, you like, or like whenever, whenever you you come back home, you brush your teeth properly. That's jeez, that's that's something else. <laughs> I don't even do even Mr. Bean does his teeth in the car. You know, Mr. Bean is <laughs> that's true. That's and true. I don't mean my English teacher. I mean the uh, <laughs> the, the, the character. Yes. character. Anyway, back to the mints. I opened up the the little aluminium can. So it's in like um, a little, little like, is it like what, what brand? Can we say uh, what brand? It's, Eclipse? Yeah, Eclipse. It's yeah. an Eclipse. Classic, like, like Eclipse. A peppermint, peppermint, the, the peppermint green, the green one. Yeah, no, the, the green one. I think one. I've seen this tin in your room, actually. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably. not like it's a massive, but everyone knows when like an Eclipse. Yeah, like, it's like a little, peppermint. maybe the size of your finger. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I open it up. And inside two of the mints... So expecting to see... Expecting to see just a normal set of mints in there, right? You know, you just look down and there's maybe, I don't know, how how many, maybe 30 mints in a tin or whatever. Um, And you, given how many frequently you brush your teeth, there's only about two left. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I open it up and inside are two of the mints um, on top of like the, the rest of them. But they're slightly further up, and they are stuck to the side of the of the tin, and they are so all like fuzzy. in the mouth of the tin, or just like just below it, just, just below the mouth. Yeah, they just and then what? They're fuzzy. They're fuzzy. Ah, uh, yeah, like they're all distorted. As in, like mouldy. I think so. Potentially. That's that's. What is, can I ask? What the sorry, this is gonna be a bit gross, but like, what did the fuzz look like? Was it like? Because it's well, mint, I a green and white, right? Yeah, it just so it looked like a, a green and white mint. You know how yeah. they how they look, their little um, ovular yeah. shapes, and then just kind of very distorted. I guess would be the way I'd describe it. Just like totally fuzzy. So not oh, so not furry. Well, 
Because I I would interpret fuzzy as furry, which yeah, I guess it's furry in a way. I get I don't. It's kind of hard to. But it was more they were kind of like molded to the side of the tin. Yeah, they were stuck to the side of the tin, and they looked, uh, yeah, I guess furry or fuzzy. That's that's wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize mints could like. Does it have this best before on the on the can? I I didn't look. I have thrown the tin away now, and I I was just very shook. I. Because I don't think we were meant to see that. Yeah. Know? That was not a sight meant for humans. Eclipse know? did not work. They were like, no one's allowed to know. Eclipse mints, if you're listening, please explain. Please explain. Yeah, I, they're just sugar, aren't they? How do they go moldy? What goes into a mint? Presumably some mint. Some mint? Some sugar? But I actually, no, I would hazard a guess that mints don't actually have mint in them. As in, they don't actually have the herb. Be cool. I reckon that would seriously extend the shelf life. I reckon it's just chemicals. I mean, we can look it up right now. Do you want to? Do you want to feel the silence while I quickly Google? Sure. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I looked into the aluminium tin of hell itself, and <laughs> hell itself looked back at me with two slightly fuzzy green and white eyes. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. I. It felt like. Uh, do you hear that? Is it the, the reflection of of our voice? It's kind of echoing off something. Is that just me? I think I think it's I think it's I think I've left you talking by yourself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are peppermints made of? Uh, so you got sugar, corn syrup, titanium dioxide. For color. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I am titanium. Uh, FDNC red forty and natural peppermint oil. Oh, there you go. There you go. Are breath mints bad for you? Hopefully not. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm not going to go into a, into a Google hole of, of, of breath mints. I had, oh, one of my mates in high school was convinced that chewing gum destroyed brain cells. Oh, I never heard that one before. But like, because this was also, he was a smart guy. Like this was, this was... You a, have also been fooled by stories before though. Which one? The edging. No, no, no that's, an, no, that's, an, that's no, we can't, that's, that's actually a thing That's though. not a thing. No, no, I've followed this, this up, like, a number of times. It's actually a it's thing. It's not a thing. We can't, um, <laughs> if you know what edging and trail running is, feel free to chuck us a message. I'm not gonna, I don't actually want to talk about it on the podcast. No, me neither, but it's, it's like, definitely not a thing and you've been fooled by it, despite being... We'll discuss this after <laughs> the podcast. Because I, I actually reckon I could potentially whip up some evidence to show that I'm not being fooled. You could last time, so... <laughs> but I now know what I'm looking for. Anyway, let's move on. What's the... Uh, now that we're 10 minutes into the podcast, what's the theme for today's episode? Uh, cooking Mama. Is it? No, that's not what oh, it was. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I thought the theme was we both bring a fun news story. Oh, yeah, that's it. But, you know, Cooking Mama mainly. <laughs> you just have no faith in the story that I brought. No, I've got no idea what it is. Yeah, Josh literally just has like... I've got a new story and I want to tell a podcast on it. And he spent the first 10 minutes talking about breath mints. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. People right. need to know. Tell me tell me about Cooking Mama. Because I have no like scope for like exactly. what Cooking Mama is. Thank you, Detective Blacker, for joining me on this case. <laughs> My brain went to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I need to watch that. Oh, yeah, you should. I might. You should. Maybe I'll watch that. But... We have more pressing matters at hand. Oh, you mean I can't watch Detective Pikachu right now? No. Damn, okay. We have to find out what happened to everyone's favourite mama. Alright, everyone... <laughs> My favourite mama is the one who listened... I was going to say, that's mum, doesn't it? But it also doesn't sound like it. Anyway. Anyway, Cooking Mama. Famous game. Uh, uh, look, 
just in case there are listeners unaware of what Cooking Mama is. Yeah, Cooking Mama was a game that started on the on the DS, and it was a game about cooking. I gathered so, that from the cooking in yes, the title. Yes, uh, and you know, like everything that has a touchscreen, you know, you had to scrape a little bit to cut the stuff. And I know, not everyone, stuff had, not everyone had a Nintendo DS, Josh. Yeah, but you know what touchscreens are like. Uh, how do you know I don't? I do. Because you have an iPhone and someone's dead <laughs> right in front of me. Um, so you slice up, it's like Fruit Ninja. A little bit, uh, kind of like more in depth. Is it like one of those games where you like pretend you're working in a restaurant and you make dishes? Uh, you're not in a restaurant, I think. I think you're just at home. You're just right. cooking stuff, you know, and it'll be like, here's a recipe. So then you like slide up and down and slide your finger up and down to cut but stuff. Just, and then you chuck stuff in a thing. And... I just do that here. Yeah, but like, I have to wait can... to cook, you know, with these, you can cook something that takes eight hours and half an hour. Yeah, but like, okay. But you don't get to eat it afterwards. Well, no, but you know. <laughs> I would say I have a kitchen right here. If you're that district to cook, Josh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Cooking Mama, everyone's favorite mama, was going to have a game on Nintendo Switch. Right. Cooking Mama Cook Star. Hang on, but you've just talked about how it relies on touchscreen. Do you yeah. have a touchscreen on the Switch? It does, but well, I think it, it would be more... Again, for the, um, there was one on a Wii as well, where it was the Wii and, and Nintendo Switch, for those of you that don't know, both have motion control, so... Can we, right, can we explain what the Switch... Because the Switch is a newer thing. For the people in the audience... It's four years old now. My mum listens. She probably doesn't know what a Switch is. <laughs> I'm going to get roasted if she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just kind of the successor to the Wii, I guess. Easiest it's, no, it's not, though. It is. The Wii was like a PlayStation, whereas the Switch you can is handheld. But the Switch you can put in a thing and then it is a PlayStation. So it's both. Yeah. It's like combining the DS and the Wii into yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's it, exactly that's, 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 they played, you know what my brain said? My brain said polymerization. <laughs> Little Yu-Gi-Oh reference for all of you there. Do you reckon it's because polymer is a thing in chemistry where you like have multiple of the same thing together? Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, Play so on. they was going to have a game on Nintendo Switch, and it released, and then within a couple of hours, it was taken away. Oh. Just inexplicably. What do you mean taken away? Because like disappeared off the store page. They just took them off page. the show. Oh, right, so there's and, an online store. Yeah, and I think... They Again, for the listeners who don't know how this works. Yeah, there's an online store, but then I think physically as well, you can't go into a store and buy it anymore. Well, I mean, if they took it down within several hours, they probably never had a chance to put it up physically in a store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. EB Games sold them out immediately. No, yeah. what's the one that's always on sale? Is it EB Games? Yeah, yeah. EB Games, yeah. So Hang what on. happened? Oh, Where did right. Cooking Mama go? Hang on, this is all being a setup. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole thing has been set up doing like, Cooking Mama went online, four hours later disappeared. Yeah. What happened? What happened to That's the title of the clickbait. Yeah. That's the title <laughs> of the podcast. Oh, we had an email. Oh, we didn't go through the email. We can do that. Later. Later, yeah. We'll do that at the end of the podcast. We'll figure out. Anyway. So we now we've got the clickbait title there. Yeah. What happened to Cooking Mama? What did happen to Cooking Mama? And, you know, I think this could be the next big thing. You know, after Joe Exotic Tiger King, think about it, very similar to Cooking Mama. The I fell asleep during Tiger King last night. <laughs> it's cra- I, I think it's also I'm watching it too late at night. As in, like, I'm watching it at 8.30 at night. It's <laughs> too uh, late. Too late, yeah. That's well past your bedtime. I think I was asleep by 9.30 last night. I am an old man. You are an old man. <laughs> But the problem is then you wake up at six and then you can't stay up late the next night. Well, sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Anyway, so talk us through Cooking Mama. And then 
Uh, so the Cookie Mama's gone missing. Cookie Mama's gone missing. And then Office Create Corporation. What? Office Create Corporation. It's a company. Right. Uh, Let's just say a big company. <laughs> I don't think they're a big company. <laughs> a company. <laughs> a company puts out an important notice oh. about Cookie Mama. Oh. Why? What makes it important? Uh, I don't know, it just I'd... says it's titled Important Notice. So you oh, you right have there. the notice? I have the notice. Wait, so this isn't you just reading a news story, this is you doing some digging. Well, yeah, I just went to a news story and then I clicked on the links in there to get Oh, okay, the, so someone else did the digging, right. The you're just sources. making it sound like you yeah. did the digging, yeah. yeah. You looked at the references in the paper. That's yes. good. Yes. See, the academic life has influenced you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, play on. It's important, it's important. And Office Create Corporation owns Cooking Mama. Right. They're so, so to, <laughs> they, they created, were getting a bit lost in what's happening in the podcast. Uh, a game went up in the store, went disappeared a few hours later, and Josh has found a statement by the people who run the game. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's happened so no, far. <laughs> Cooking Mama's disappeared. <laughs> anyway, yeah, play on. And so they they created the original DS and Wii games. Yes. Yeah. And, and they presumably s- the Switch. Well, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, oh, <laughs> here's the, <laughs> here's the, here's the plot twist. As many, this is, I'm just going to read parts of it. Um, oh, so I love me some yeah. verbatim text. From... As, as many of you know, Planet Entertainment LLC recently released Cooking Mama Cookstar for sale in the US, Europe, and Australia. This was an unauthorized release in breach of Planet's contract with Office Create. Oh. oh. So the original, so the release that happened was in breach of a contract, but then it was taken down. Yes. Yes, okay, right, okay, I'm following. Yes. So, Office Create licensed Planet Entertainment to create the Nintendo Switch game. Right, okay. And then they said, the quality of the game failed to meet the standards that our customers expect and deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Office Create rejected a wide range of deficiencies affecting the overall game. Yet, despite being contractually obligated to correct the identified deficiencies and resubmit the corrected game for approval, they proceeded to release the game without addressing all of the reactions, uh, rejections and approval. Damn, okay. That's, that's big. That's big. Um, so, in summary, they got told to change things they didn't and they went ahead with it and now they're in trouble. Yeah. So, they, you, you submitted a draft of the essay to your teacher. And then your teacher said, don't submit it until you've, got, you've edited the draft. And then you just... Showed the essay to the world. Yeah. So I couldn't think of a good analogy <laughs> yeah. on the fly, if you couldn't tell. Okay. So the teacher's upset. Yes. And then also they say they've been promoting an upcoming European release of a PlayStation 4 version of Cooking Mama Cookstar. And the PlayStation 4 is a different console to the Nintendo Switch, owned by Sony, whereas the Switch is owned by Nintendo. Oh, is that why it's called the Nintendo Switch? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Glad to see you following along. Playing along. Oh, right. <laughs> Office Create has not licensed Planet to create any Cooking Mama games for PS4, the PlayStation. Oh, 4. okay. <laughs> so they're just so, like, yeah. So this company's kind of just gone rogue. Yeah, they've just they've just gone for it. It's gone absolutely yeah rogue, not so, not so. Yeah, pretty much. And then they say they immediately terminated the license to create the game, which means they can't distribute it anymore. But despite this, they've continued to sell the unauthorized version of the game on its website in willful violation of the rights. So it's no longer. Um, I wonder if they would have been able to hear that. Uh, it's no longer available on the Switch store, the online store, but you can buy it on the 
like the game company's online store. Right, okay. Am I meant to care about this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just found it. I just think it's really funny that you Cooking Mama is a game where you like help this like this little old lady like <laughs> cook stuff and and you know it's all sweet and cute and all that and then behind the scenes is all this like big drama about who owns custody of the of the game basically what's your favorite thing to cook josh um you know brownies are pretty good do you want do you want, I actually i'm getting some brownie mix arriving oh, in the mail that's, that's really good do you want to cook some brownies I would as in like you can just have <laughs> my point being you don't need this game <laughs> you can just cook brownies and well, you can okay okay but tell me um I'll read you now something from Planet Entertainment, which were the the developers of the of the game that went rogue. I, I so you're telling me the, the story's going to get interesting because it's not gotten interesting yet. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. That's pretty spicy that they just went rogue. Yeah, true. I, I, that is kind of funny that that did happen. But I was like, how recent is this? Uh, this was happened in the last week or so. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is quite recent. This is yeah. very yeah, very recent. Very recent. So basically, a game company's gone completely rogue. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, this is. Part of it. Anyway, they say that they followed the exact approved design, which is the game on the Nintendo Switch, um, and that the head company, Office Create, suggested some things that were outside the scope of the game. So they were like, this isn't our problem, and we're just going to release the game anyway, oh. um, is what they're saying. Sounds but, like a bit of a communication breakdown. Probably. Like the breakdown that happened when you told me this was going to be a good idea. For yeah, this is a good idea. Everyone's going to love this. Everyone's listening right now because they're so excited to hear about what happened to Cooking Mama. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you say you, uh, you brought up the point about brownies and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cooking Mama fans have been very enthusiastic about Cooking Mama Cookstar, including the many new features, including vegetarian, that's the direct quote, and... Unicorn food. Ah, uh, yes, the two, the, the, the two bits of society that are not catered for unicorns and vegetarians. You know, our new unicorns, we also game. hang out. <laughs> Why weren't they us? Able to be vegetarian, able to be unicorn. <laughs> Official okay. press release. I thought we next time go to the, re- the restaurant and I'm like, Ah, uh, now, which is the symbol for vegetarian and which is the symbol for unicorn, <laughs> unicorn food? <laughs> what is unicorn food? Probably, uh... Um, sure, it's just grass. Uh, fairy bread, probably, I reckon, would be <laughs> unicorn food. Oh, I could make fairy bread. Oh. Sourdough fairy bread. Sourdough? Mmm. Wait, have you noticed what's directly behind you? I have not. Ooh. Jennifer West Ultra White Flower 12.5 kilograms. Yeah, that's a big box. Well, it's not a box, it's a little. It's a bag, it is. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> you talked about bread and reminded me that I feel like I'm. Well, I don't have anywhere to put it in my kitchen, so it just sits next to my bed. Maybe you should become the new Cooking Mama cook star. Well, as in, like, I am. I cook. I cook vegetarian food. I'm sure I could feed something for unicorns. What's the, what's the best thing you can cook on that? Probably unicorn food, apparently. I don't know. I've never played the game. Give me some Cooking Mama recipes and I'll cook some of them. Alright, I'll find you Cooking Mama recipes. Like, not right now. I don't no, know. I'm going to find them right now. You'll find them right now. Oh, does it mean I have to fill the void? Yeah. So is that it? Do you have anything else to tell me about Cooking Mama? Or is that is that kind of... That's it? pretty much it. Do you think the case is solved? Who's in the right? Do you think... Oh, who's in the right? Yeah, do you think the company that says the changes were outside of our scope and we can release the game? Or do you think the, 
other companies, right? I think the, uh, look, the change that outside of the scope of this project sounds like something I would say when my supervisor gives me feedback and I can't be bothered to implement it. <laughs> so on one, on one level, there's a level of sympathy. On the other hand, there's no level of knowing that it's probably not true. Um, I would reason that, yeah, I would say that, well, if they had a legal obligation to give them an, a final draft and then get that approved before publishing, the, the smaller companies in the wrong, like they didn't, hold up there under the contract well like i'm not talking about moral morale moral right or wrong i'm talking about legally right they've done the wrong thing has anyone like have they lawyered up yet i suppose this is all very new, new i don't new. think so yeah I don't, I don't think they have this but is i think this, they will be there'll be some people who have not although that being said by the time this podcast comes out it would have been maybe like two weeks since the news i was gonna say that we are breaking this news. we are bre- <laughs> we're breaking news Breaking this scandal to our listeners. We to are. be fair, I reckon there's a fair portion of our listeners who would not have known about this until they listened to the podcast. Yeah. Mainly because no one cares about this. <laughs> How dare you? I'll tell you some of the things you can make. Yeah. Um, meat pie. I can also make a meat pie. Uh, fried squid. I, could, I, like, I wouldn't eat either of these things. That I <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, these, these fried are from the... Um, go buy some squid these are from the, This is from the DS game, so yeah. they didn't have vegetarian back then. Remember, vegetarian is a new feature of cooking But my point is, like, you can feasibly, even though I won't <laughs> eat this stuff, I can feasibly cook it all, right? Sweet fried egg? I can't make that in real life. What? I haven't... I have, you know what these are, Josh? <laughs> these are eggs. Yeah, but they're not sweet fried eggs yet, are they? Well, I've got sugar... Do you want me to make you a sweet fried egg? I'm, I'm alright. What's the recipe for sweet fried eggs? I, I don't know, it's just a list of... Oh, hang on, hang on, no, here we go. Here we go. Um, I'll, fi- I'll find it, I'll find it. Give me a sec. You know what, anyway... Oh, does it actually have the recipe on there as yeah. well? <laughs> Tell you what, if you're, if you're a listener and you've got like something that you want made, like, give us, a, give us a cooking challenge. I'm always down for a cooking challenge. Okay, here, here it is. Recipe, sweet fried egg. Yeah. Unlocks boiled egg. You've got to make Wait, this before you can before make you a boil boiled egg. egg. Yep. But surely that's less ingredients. A boiled egg is just water in an egg. Uh, cooking steps. Break an egg. Mm-hmm. Beat an egg. <laughs> add the ingredients. Pan fry. What, what do you mean add the ingredients? It says add the ingredients. So is it just literally you just pour some sugar in an egg? <laughs> Sounds like it. I feel like I could make a better <laughs> egg than that. What? Well, okay. What about sweet tofu sushi? Talk me through sweet tofu sushi. All right. Is tofu sushi a thing? In Cooking Mama, it is. <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm in shock. Cooking steps. Slice up. Stew. Remove fried tofu. Measure and add. Measure and add. Wash some rice. Set the timer. Oh, I suppose you could just make sushi, but you just replace... Uh, you just put tofu in there, yeah? Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I definitely have seen tofu sushi before. Yeah, I kind of want tofu sushi. Anyway. There you go. Um, you would have never thought tofu sushi was a thing without cooking mama. No, actually, like in hindsight, I've seen it before. I just forgot for a moment. You know, yeah. I also didn't know that eggs were a thing. Yeah. Sweet fried eggs. Now you might try that, right? No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Why would he just pour sugar in an egg? It's an American thing to do. That's what they do in America. They just put sugar and salt into everything. Yeah. They like, had American bread. Presumably, right? I'm just saying this as a kind of a rhetorical question. Have I had American bread? I well, didn't you live in America for a bit? Yeah, but I was like two. So you probably would have had bread. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess. It's so sweet. Anyway, that's my point. American bread, you go there and it just, just tastes like, like a sugar. Like I, I went to America a few years ago because we have family there. 
and like everything there is just so intense in flavor. Like it's not that thing. I think my American, I think my American aunt listens to the podcast because she commented one of my posts. <laughs> um, because she was having a peanut butter and cheese sandwich while she was listening to the podcast, oh. and I mentioned the peanut butter and cheese sandwich. Do you think the peanut butter and cheese sandwich is an American thing? I yeah, my Americanism is shown yeah. through my. <laughs> Although I had a, a cheese toasted today, I didn't put peanut butter in it. Ooh. I like Vegemite and cheese toasties. Yeah, that's good. That's it. Although I put, if you put too much Vegemite in, like in terms of like, I like I like Vegemite, but then it's just basically a Vegemite on toast, which is not necessarily what you're going for. Like, yeah, anyway, point being, I feel like people have been bored in the last five minutes. I reckon they have not. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna they move to been... my. So I had a very different interpretation of what a funny recipe was. Funny, not recipe. A funny news story. Do you want to hear my funny news story? Sure. What are you looking up? I'm gonna look up. Um... Oh, let me get back. Just wanted to give a shout out to our nine percent of listeners from Saudi Arabia this week. But we have nine percent of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but the Ukraine's gone down to four percent. Oh no, so. maybe they didn't. But hang on, maybe they've not had a chance to listen to the nearest one where we give them a shout out. Maybe, maybe. Unless if we see Saudi Arabia go down as well, are we <laughs> the gonna... shout outs are having the opposite? Of the opposite effect. Yeah. Does this say Paul Simon will never listen? Not Steve Simon, Paul Simon. Steve Simon is the author of the book The Microphone is on. Um, anyway, do you want to hear my new story? Sure. Uh, US commentator Joe Buck turns down $1.6 million offer from porn website. <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny news story. Um, so, there's this, some... Uh, one porn site... I'll actually say what it is. I don't know if I should say what it is. Anyway, they... Do you want to have to explain pornography for the younger <laughs> listeners? Well, I feel like we were explaining the games for the older listeners. <laughs> anyway, um, if we don't have any... Oh, no, we had the Pokemon episode. We do have 10-year-olds <laughs> listening. Do we have to have an explicit E on this? No, we I don't. don't no, it's fine. Anyway. Um, oh, that's... Sounded a bit wet. <laughs> that was spray. the lemon spray, by the way. <laughs> you can't just say that sounded a bit wet. They, they, they would have heard the lemon spray. No, you can't hear it on the podcast. You can. Can you? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I didn't realise you could hear it. Of course you can hear it. I know at the time. We're about, what, half an hour in, right? Uh, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it went off just before we started recording. Oh, you weren't here for that. It went off just before you arrived. Oh. Um, at the studio, by the way, um, where we have eggs in a kitchen. <laughs> um, anyway, so this news story, uh, a porn website offered uh, over a million bucks to... So Joe Buck is a sports commentator. I, did I say that when I said uh, this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the um, apparently he commentates on the baseball. In, on, in the, on the baseball. On the, on the baseball in America. Um, and... Yeah, so in terms of it's... And they're not the, he's not the only sports commentator they've, they've offered it to. Um, they just got a lot of cash. But can I explain? But then it's like... So I was intrigued. It's like, what's it actually about? Um, and then most of the news article is like... It is, it's basically a one-sentence news, news actual story, yeah, right? as most things are. As most days, things and are. And they have to days. write another 290 words. Oh, as in like most of it says is like... Like there's a tweet um, of, from, the, from, from the commentator... Um, and 
there's another one where he says like I became the first sports announcer to ever reject a seven figure offer from a porn site I want this on my headstone <laughs> um, <laughs> what's um, the what's the news story why why is that yeah uh, so my understanding is that oh there's actually more details than this I didn't realise but it's a website that does uh videos yeah. I'm not going to go into any more details they do in the article I don't <laughs> want to go into details uh, but basically for the aid of vi- uh, visually impaired people it's to have someone commentating on what was happening so that they could also engage the medium which is kind of sweet you know <laughs> trying to make it a more accessible medium I, I guess um, is the yeah for, for blind and visually impaired users they wanted to introduce commentary on some of their on some of their stuff so that people could my question is like, why did they choose <laughs> a baseball commentator? <laughs> a baseball commentator. <laughs> like, why, why, why is that the choice? Well, what sports do you think would be better suited to commentating? <laughs> I don't know. I've not really thought through the premise of being of of someone commenting on something like that. But <laughs> I suppose. We, but imagine like for a Dennis Cometti. Describing. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Dennis Cometti is? No. He's like possibly the most famous AFL commentator. Oh, that's why. That's like. Oh, although if there's any Brian Taylor fans listening to the podcast, <laughs> they might get. No, nah, Dennis Cometti's better than Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor's a meme. <laughs> He's an absolute meme. Um, but yeah, that's my funny news story. He turned down a, a million bucks. And then there was something about later on in the article about I think he's actually offering to not those kind of videos. But I think there's something about because yeah, so because there's currently no sports being played, uh, he said that um, I nearly broke rule number one. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 he said he's offering to if people donate to charity, he'll do he'll commentate on a video. I don't think it is an explicit <laughs> video. I think it's in general a video that they have. Oh, a vi- Oh, uh, okay. Like, okay. Video, uh, like, yeah, I wasn't sure where that was going. Like, if you had like a fun- <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you had like a funny video of like your toddler like grading something from the kitchen, you could have like the his, his voice. That's pretty it. cool. That'd be that's, that's pretty cool. That's my interpretation of that one sentence throwaway, which sounds quite wholesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they turned down the, the one million dollar. So it was, it was one point six million, one million American, one point six million Australian. Yeah. Which is how the dollars go. Oh, that's actually pretty strong. Yeah. Aren't is it normally one to two? Um not as an economist myself. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it's not usually that the dollar's not usually that weak. The Australian dollar that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why are we talking about economics? <laughs> Still one million dollars is a lot to turn down. I don't know how much sports you, commentators If I get. offered you a, a million bucks, would you... <laughs> where, where is this coming? Would you commentate on porn videos? <laughs> For a million bucks? Like, maybe. <laughs> You've been known as the voice of our podcast <laughs> and the voice of some... There you go. Any porn websites you're listening, Josh will commentate on your videos for you. <laughs> For one million dollars. For one million dollars. Like, one million dollars would go a long way. Like, I'm not a sport... Like, I don't have like any source of income at the moment you know so like it would actually be like pretty strong right like a million dollars would get me through the next couple of years right that's fair but yeah. we're, you wouldn't be able to have as many silences or ums as you do at the moment hey you'd have to you'd have to work on a few things <laughs> not, not to be too harsh in my feedback anyway that's what I thought we were going with with a funny news story well they're both interesting and funny <laughs> 
Maybe next time we'll do this, we'll, we'll have a couple of stories each as well, because I yeah. feel like they were both very short stories. Well, I mean, we were, you know... You dragged yours out, mate. It was not dragged out. It was necessary for the story. Think about it. This will become a Netflix documentary one day about how it, Cookie it, Mama was killed. The Tiger King of... The Tiger of King. The, Think about it. The Tiger King and this Cookie Mama debacle are very similar. Are they? Yeah. Having watched some of Tiger they King... They both I... focus... <laughs> the, the main plot of both of them is about a woman almost getting killed. What? <laughs> How does that happen to Cookie Mama? Well, Cookie Mama is dead, or almost dead. Attempted oh, right, mean yeah. Cooking Mama. Oh, right. And I suppose the main company contracted out someone else to do it. So it was yeah. kind of like... Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cooking Mama is Tiger King. Yeah, Office, Office Create Corporation is the new Joe Exotic. The new Joe Exotic. I've decided that I'm going to probably have to rewatch Tiger King to fully appreciate it all. As in terms of... Well, it didn't help that, like, again, like, I fell asleep during the end of a couple of the episodes because I was really tired. But, like, that, a lot happens. A lot does happen. A lot goes down. Yeah. It's also... Watching an episode of it is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like each episode is its own feature film, basically. Essentially, yeah. The documentary maker, that would have been... Like, you would have just been... It's like so fortuitous to just land in that mess at the time that it all happened. They said they... Uh, I watched a video on it today. They spent five years um, yeah. filming it, yeah. Yeah. As in, like, they... Well, I think it's 2015 when they started, right? And yeah. then... Because he went for the 20... He ran for president in 2016, right? Yeah. So you probably would have spent 2015 getting most of the stuff ready. Because you have to have all the setup as well, which is the previous few years. And then suddenly in 2015, you were like, also, also, he's running for president. <laughs> My, what's, what I'm curious about is, like, what made them start shooting the documentary? Um, Do you reckon maybe it was he was a presidential campaign? No, there was... Um, they talked about that in the video as well. It's from the like first scene. I think it's the first scene in the entire documentary was that they were filming another documentary about... A, snakes like the snake trade or the reptile oh, that's trade. right yeah and then he sees a, a snow leopard for for sale in, in a van and he's like how are there snow leopards for sale and then that's he right. like goes and finds the like the big that's right oh that's because we're interested all of the characters we all none of this makes sense if you haven't seen tiger king by no the way. but uh, <laughs> just by pure statistics probably most of you have seen tiger king i feel like we don't need to be another podcast talking about tiger king i feel like there's too many surely that's what so many podcasts are talking about right now and they don't need Whereas none of them are talking well, about cooking This is the mama. point of white noise, isn't it? <laughs> Which is extra noise on top of everything. Oh, right. Okay. I think you said we're going to fill a gap by talking about cooking mama or... Cooking mama. We have Joe... filled a gap. I'm telling you, this is going to be our most popular episode because everyone's going to be like, what's happened to cooking mama? They're going to find this podcast. Is that what we're going to call the episode? What's happened to cooking mama? Yeah. And then everyone's going to find this podcast and we'll be like, oh my, oh my goodness. But what if you see that title and you don't know what cooking mama is? Well, then you listen because you're like, what's Cooking Mama? I'm curious to find out. And you click on it. Speaking of clickbaity titles, should we go oh, through Oh, yes, we email? should go through the email. We'll, we'll wrap up with this, with this email. As in, like, we get inundated, right? But we yes. managed to sift through the, the piles and Do piles. you want to say the email address again? For, so oh, if anyone has right. anything... Because we're not going to say who sent us the email. I think. No, no. We'll keep them yeah, we'll keep them. Also means if like there's more if they send another email. <laughs> <laughs> that we wouldn't know because we'd just be so inundated with exactly. emails. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, so our email is wh <laughs> white noise podcast twenty twenty at gmail.com. Um alrighty. Let's open up this episode titled sorry, not this episode, this email. But do you really hate English? 
So it's in response to our book club yes, episode. Yes, which was episode five. Five. It's actually got that label. Oh, on there, there well. you the, go. The, the, uh, where, I, where, for those of you that don't know, I upload all the the recordings, and so I have to choose what to title them. And so I've decided to start going a bit more clickbaity with the way we title them, because studies have shown that you know clickbait is more successful than just normal titles. I was initially against this, but I got to the point that I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and so that episode was called "We Hate English." Uh, English in all caps and then some question marks and exclamation marks. Indeed, the first paragraph of this email is talking about um, how much they... Do you want me to read some excerpts? Read some excerpts. The sheer clickbait of the title had me pacing my kitchen and shaking my head. Is that the kind of response we want to be drawing from our listeners, Joe? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because if you you think about it, the reason they then went on to listen was because they went, how can this possibly be? And they were so interested, they listened to it, right? True. I mean, that's essentially what they say. There's like, there's lots of like, uh, explaining how dumb a statement is, and then saying, "I'm sure this isn't true." So I went and listened. Exactly. That's what you want with clickbait. That's the whole point of it. Um, they Camus gets a shout out in terms of one of the outsider, which is actually one of the Camus takes a photo. Of. Um, but the the enjoy most enjoyable bit of the email was talking about the uh the importance of being earnest. Uh, I think I'll read. I'll read. I'll just read verbatim from this thing. The importance of being earnest, exclamation mark. Oscar Wilde is bae. I know this as in it's a fact. It is a fact. It is. Like, I read, yeah. Oscar Wilde is bae. Sorry, not a bae, is bae. I know this because my first crush was on the boy who played the main character in another Wilde school production. Oh, it wasn't importance of being earnest. It was a different Wilde. Oh, it was a different one. Oh, okay, we let's... missed that the first time we read through. <laughs> let us know which play it was. Was it An Ideal Husband? That's the one I read. Ideal husband is also a well-regarded one. Uh, and maybe this main, the person playing the main character was seen by the, the author of this email as an ideal husband. <laughs> Raw credits. Um, <laughs> for the months of rehearsals, I was literally swooning. Oh, maybe they were also in the play. Oh, I missed oh. that detail as well. I thought was, this is another huge this is, news this is, article for this week. I really hope... We have to, like... I hope this, this isn't... This is still preserving the anonymity of the author. Well, presumably everyone did, like... Well, not everyone, because we didn't do an Oscar Wilde There's someone who listens to our podcast and has been in an Oscar Wilde production. Yeah, you know? I feel like many schools have done an Oscar Wilde production. Wild. Um, (laughs) (laughs) However, when the production ended, he went back to him being himself and not the embodiment of Oscar Wilde's wit and intelligence. And then he stopped being attractive to me. Laughing face emoji. Yeah, well, that means... No attraction to whoever was playing them, just the attraction to Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Well, no, not Oscar Wilde, but rather the character created by Oscar Wilde. Yeah, same thing, really. Is the character meant to be in Oscar Wilde's likeness? Oh, no, we slipped to the book club again. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was also a very... Um, uh, this person has claimed that... Oh, they've claimed that WA's English curriculum is based off, and they've said in particular states, they've said, they've said, said New South Wales, which angers me. Because, of course, it's not based on New South Wales. WA is the greatest. We do all our things here. <laughs> doubt, doubt. Time for Wagsit. <laughs> Time for Wagsit. <laughs> Can we put our pod- podcast supporting Wagsit? Do you... I, I thought you didn't support Wagsit. No, I don't think I... Re- I don't think I... I don't know. I, I've not actually thought it through. For our international listeners, uh, WA is Western Australia estate, and there's a 
a trending hashtag that comes up every now and again. Wax it. W-A-X-I-T. Like being from Perth, I can tell you every three or four years, it goes through the news that we're like, we're leaving the rest of the country. Kind of a parody of, of the Brexit. Brexit. As in it wasn't called Wagsit until recently. As in it's just like it's WA seceding has been. Like we've been talking about doing it for like literally every three years for the last 100 odd years. Like literally like there's old news from, like from the 1910s like about this. Yeah. Never happened. I think we had a referendum once. Didn't happen then. Um, well, I would, because it would mean that I'd probably be an international student and have to pay higher fees. Oh, yeah, true. Although, Although it could be like New Zealand. New Zealand doesn't pay the full international fees. Really? Yeah. That's why there's so many Kiwis here. <laughs> Did you not know this? Yeah, they get Commonwealth-supported places. I did oh, it's... it's the same with us going to New Zealand. If you wanted, you could have gone to, like, New Zealand. Oh, damn. Yeah. There's a, um... There's a New Zealand physicist who I thought would be cool to work with at some point. But I don't know if he actually works in New Zealand. It's a bit late now, isn't it? No, for later on in life. Oh, yeah, but you can do whatever you want later on in life. Yeah, true. I mean, a PhD is expensive anyway, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Not if you get a fancy big scholarship. True. Anyway. <laughs> um, that makes it sound like we know that you know something the listeners don't. He doesn't. <laughs> he just knows I want a scholarship. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Well, yeah, but it'll be great in if if you do get a, a scholarship, I can come back and and I will break the rule about no editing and I will copy and paste this part into <laughs> to that podcast episode. <laughs> All right, this is well, this is this is also bad because uh, for you because if I do a PhD in Australia, if you get a certain mark, any one who does a PhD in Australia gets a scholarship automatically. So, like, you pretty much, if you do a PhD, you're doing it on a scholarship. Anyway, this is not entertaining content. Um, reading the rest of the, uh, this person, this person really enjoyed The Handmaid's Tale. Although, both of us, we talked to people who didn't, uh, didn't enjoy The Handmaid's Tale. It's true. Which is true. Um, and uh, and I, I think it's worth pointing out without... I'm going to be careful about it. It was both pointing out the, the people, some of the people who pointed out that they said they did enjoy The Handmaid's Tale were women and part of it was in how it presented, at least in the, the conversation I had, was in how the feminist message was presented. And it was actually a really interesting conversation to have. I learned something from it anyway. Um, but I don't think I'm the person to convey that and I don't think this is the medium you know, to convey upon, that. <laughs> I'm just remembering a, 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 something that The Handmaid's Tale that I saw recently because mm-hmm. I was on my Goodreads account. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, Goodreads is an online like book management sort of thing. You can put in what you've read and then it will spit out recommendations I, I for I didn't you. actually know this, so this is just from <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, you can go on and you like put in the books that you've read and you can rate them and then it'll give you recommendations based on what you've read. Oh, Rachel yeah. uses this a lot. And so it, I, was, I was on there and it said, because you enjoyed 2001 A Space Odyssey, you might enjoy The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> And I don't know how those two are related in any way, shape, or form. I don't even think 2001 A Space Odyssey has any female characters in it. I want to read it now, though. <laughs> Not for that reason. <laughs> it sounds horrible. As in, it's just like it reminded me that it's something I've always wanted to read slash watch. That's interesting. I suppose they're both set in the future. <laughs> well... <laughs> When do you think 2001 A Space Odyssey is set? No, but when it was, in the, when it was being written, right? Like, it was written before 2001. Oh no, that's not what I meant. Um, 
living in 2020 while black is over here living in, in 1999. <laughs> oh dear, that was um. Look, that was a mistake. <laughs> no, but as in like it's but it's again I stand by it's set in the future for the author. <laughs> so so are many books. <laughs> I thought that's what you were laughing at originally. I thought you were making fun of me, like, critiquing the notion of a dystopia. <laughs> it's, but it's all of Is 2001 A Space Odyssey a dystopia? No. I just know it's, like, one of the classic sci-fi films. It's, uh, it doesn't really talk much about the world, but you kind of get it's not doing too badly. As a, uh, a, a well-organized space program, a moon colony. So you'd probably like it for that, because... True. You're big into space. Would you say that NASA is planning on going ahead with um, their... So the first... So, like, there's obviously been people in space in the last few years. But um, all of the launches have been out of Russia. And the first launch from within the States is happening in May this year. Um, because it's all part of Trump's plan on getting... The Space Force. The Space Force getting the first people on the moon. Uh, sorry, people back on the moon. Watch them go put the first woman on the moon and then they'll be like, yeah, we've made that achievement and then go back to their old sexist ways. Um, I mean, it's what Russia did in the... So all the all of the achievements about like the first woman in space, stuff like that, were all held by Russia. But then in the end, I think more American women have been in space because it was just like, Russia did it for the headline, got the record, and then... I mean, both space programs have been atrocious in terms of representation again. And again, I feel like we're not the podcast to talk about this, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, America's going, well, going back to space isn't like they're leaving. Anyway, that's, that's some news, less ex- fun news. But I, I did enjoy funny news as a topic. Yes. I um, just would appreciate if you brought some funny ones. <laughs> How dare you. And on that note, I think we'll wrap up here. Yeah. If you have any ideas for an opener, um, the Google form's still open. Um, We've been inundated with requests, though, but you should definitely... Oh, we're we're, we're absolutely swamped. But, you know... Still go and put some more... Because, and the reason why, is because we actually have in the form. um, Tell us what kind of pastor you are. Even if you've not... Maybe I'll just open up a form which just tells us what kind of pastor you are. Separate to the... um, Yeah, I think we'd appreciate that. You'd appreciate that? A separate separate pastor? Because we don't get any analytics of what sort of pastor our listeners are. We find out where they're listening from. We find out... Top five Spotify artists. We find out what is the top Spotify artist of our listeners at the moment. I believe it's Flume. Is it's Flume the top? Is do you, who else is in the top five? Uh, so really last testing. I checked, it was Flume, Taylor Swift, Coldplay, Travis Scott. Travis Scott's still and in there. I think there was one other. Anti shout out to Travis Scott. <laughs> Sicko mode. <laughs> Sick no mode. Um, did we give Paul Simon a shout out today? Well, you mentioned him. True. Paul Simon, here's your shout-out for the day. Thank you. And Stephen Simon from Oxford University, here's your shout-out for being the author of the textbook on my table at the moment. Thanks for listening, and a shout-out to all of you that made it this far, and hope you all enjoyed the news about Cookie Marble. Are you trying to wrap this up? Pshh!